Redditors with real-life butterfly effect stories. What happened and what was the series of events and outcomes? My grandfather was conscripted into the Romanian army as a medic, and his unit was one of the many acting as a defensive barrier, covering the Nazi supply lines to Stalingrad. She was born, and he was called back to Bucharest from the front. While he was on leave, the Russians launched Operation Uranus, which decimated the Axis forces. He received word that his unit had been destroyed. He was never reassigned, and in 1948, my mother was born. I am also alive because a bunch of Romanian cows got sick. My other grandfather was a pharmacist, back when that meant making medicines. He was also a Jew. The town he lived in was largely agrarian, and their cow herds came down with some illness that was killing them. He whipped something up that cured them. The townspeople were very grateful to him. So grateful that when the chief of police heard that the Nazis were coming to town to take inventory of who lived there. He came to my grandfather's house with some train tickets for him and his wife. They escaped the Nazis and never got caught. My father was born at the end of 1945. I guess this is the opposite of the butterfly effect. Rather than one small action blowing up into a much more important chain of events, two hugely improbable events are eventually lead to my birth and my extended family as well. And now, I run ads on the internet. In the longer version, I was just out of high school and new in town with no job. I was living off what savings I had left and my account went below zero without me knowing. I was overdraft charged like 10 times and owed 300 plus. I went down to the bank spoke with a teller and she ended up being a lifesaver. She worked with me and got all the charges removed. On top of getting the charges removed, we got to talking about my situation and she said that her son worked at a local restaurant and she would help me get a job. She was a woman of her word and by the end of the week, I was working full time. Fast forward. I meet a cool dude who worked there. We became friends. I introduced him to my sister. They fell in love, got married, and had two kids. His best friend came into town for the wedding and I introduced him to my roommate at the time. They fell in love, got married, and had two babies. I also got my best friend a job at the restaurant where he met a girl working there. They fell in love, got married, and had a kid. Right before I left I got my roommate a job at the restaurant, where he met a customer, fell in love, got married, and had a kid. As a bonus, my best friend, who I helped get the job or paid the favor and, got me a job at a different restaurant, where I met a girl, fell in love, and got married. Went to a soccer match on a Thursday night in August 2010. After years of turning down invites from multiple groups of friends, but this time it was for someone's birthday and they gave me a ticket. So I said WTH OK. Fell in love with my local team. I had watched soccer in HS and college and of course the World Cup. But this, this was different. I rekindled friendships from years before through our mutual support of the said team. Made new friends. Experienced new things because of friends and team. Drank more than I usually did. 
In January 2016 I got laid off from a job I had grown to hate after 8 years and a lot of rounds of layoffs. Just waiting for my number to get called. That March I was getting antsy and bored at home because I was trying to save money while still looking for work and decided to get off my couch and go to an off-season supporters group meetup which I usually don't like to do because I am not good at the social skills. And if I hadn't been unemployed I know I would not have gone. But. That night I met the woman I instantly knew I was going to fall in love with. Got a new job, quit drinking, finally went on a date with her 6 months after meeting her. Figured out I hated the new job, quit that job. Moved to her city 35 minutes south in 2017 and have been working on jobs part time and doing gig economy stuff. I moved in 6 months later. We had a puppy magically fall into our lives within three days of just talking about maybe getting a dog. And it's my first dog ever and I am so happy about it. Got engaged. Got married in December and I am so 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 happy about it. She kept telling me Reddit was good. I signed up. I saw this post. I replied. Hi. We also just got a kitten. This happened two days ago. It was early in the morning and as I'm about to leave for work when my mom reminded me that I forgot my water bottle on the table while I was walking out. For whatever reason, I decided to go leave my backpack in the car and then walk back into the house for the water bottle. Well, that took about maybe 10 seconds total. It started to rain heavily on my way to work and couldn't see very well but I noticed the brake lights of the cars ahead stopping suddenly and some moving off onto the shoulder and decided to slow down and put the hazard lights on for the people behind to slow down. Well turns out, everyone was braking because a 4-5 car accident had just happened seconds before. All the cars were scattered across the highway spread across the left right shoulders and another had hit the crash barrier. Basically a total bad mess. The drivers were still in their cars I guess processing what had just happened. After seeing it I immediately started to think that if I hadn't gone back for the water bottle there's a chance that I could have easily been in the accident or at least even closer to it. It tripped me out for the rest of the day. Just last month, a friend of mine told me a story from his recent heartbreak. He let's call him Mickey had been with this girl Minnie for almost 4 years when out of nowhere. She told him she is leaving him and moving out. He had no idea the relationship was in jeopardy, but she dipped. Anyway, a few weeks go by. Mickey is hanging out with a co-worker of his with who he had just recently met and ends up back at his place just to hang out. On the fridge, he sees a note in Minnie's handwriting. The note detailed several issues in Mickey and Minnie's relationship and so Mickey asks his new friend where he found this note. Turns out, this new buddy had gone to the same music festival as Mickey and Minnie a few months prior. The friend had found the note on the ground of the parking lot and thought wow, what a sad and angry note. I'm going to keep this because it's so raw and interesting. The next day, Minnie came over to pick up some of her things. Mickey produced the note and it led to a long tear-filled conversation about their relationship and what went wrong. They didn't end up back together, because despite the pseudonyms, this is no Disney story. However, the resulting discussion helped them both achieve closure in a meaningful way. 
all because a random co-worker found and kept her discarded note in a festival parking lot. Added a bunch of you are saying Minnie was hooking up with the co-worker but I can assure you that was not the case. Mickey and Minnie had never even met the co-worker. As Mickey and the co-worker both worked jobs for a massive company and had never crossed paths until well after Minnie left Mickey and him had just become friends days after the breakup. As for why he kept the note, he's just that kind of guy. He was moved by the content of the note so he kept it. They weren't having an affair or anything and if they were, that'd be well over because Minnie moved to another city the same week she left Mickey. Don't be too cynical folks. Sometimes things just don't work out. Added too and for those thinking Mickey is partly at fault for the relationship ending and being oblivious to the reasons for her sudden leaving. Of course he is. And he recognizes this. He recognizes his role in the situation. And doesn't hate her or anything. He just wants her to be happy and is heartbroken over both of their failures in making that happen. He's a good guy. And he's learning. Added 3 for people saying I'm in fact Mickey. I am not ha ha I'm happily married for one year and you could probably comb through my other comments to prove it if you really wanted but that would be boring. However, if you prefer the narrative that I'm Mickey, far be it from me to dissuade you. When I was a kid my family went from the UK to visit my auntie who worked as a nurse in Germany. Being obsessed with Lego at the time I was excited to be getting to go to the original Legoland in Denmark on the Friday of the week for the weekend. Cue waking up to crippling, pain in my groin early in the week. After assuming it was just strain and waiting a few days. On Thursday I was given a choice of going to Denmark the next day or heading to the hospital and staying. I chose the hospital since I was in that much pain. Turns out there wasn't anything to do but take painkillers and chill. When it got round to the Saturday my aunt went out to get me some Lego to cheer me up. She and my brother stopped at a swimming pool for a while on the way back where she was throwing some of those weight toys that they got from the toy store into the pool for him to dive down and get. Some German teenagers were taking the toys so my auntie tried to shout at them in broken German so they left to a deserted part of the pool. Next minute they pull out a toddler from the pool, completely unconscious. The lifeguards had no clue what they were doing and were trying to call an ambulance so my aunt stepped in and performed CPR until the kid got airlifted to a hospital. A week or so later my pain had subsided so we headed back to the pool. A woman came over to ask for some chairs in German and my mum said, sorry we're English and the woman asked in English instead. She turned back around and said you wouldn't by any chance know the English nurse that saved a little boy last week. And she replied, yes it's my sister. The woman said it was all over the local news that this anonymous English nurse saved the boy's life. And she wouldn't have even been in the country if we were in Denmark at the time, let alone be at the pool. Sending away the teens to find the kid and then saving him. I still have never felt more glad to get a pain in my balls. When I was at college, I had this buddy who I used to give a ride to and from the campus each day because we lived a couple of streets apart. One morning I've got Goldfinger the Ska Band, not the Bond movie, playing on my CD player in my car. He'd never heard them before, really dug it, and asked me about them. It was the day before Easter break and he was like cool, I'll check them out. 
Cut to two weeks later, he's telling me how he has bought all their records, got his long-distance girlfriend into them when he visited her, and has listened to nothing but them. Since we spoke about it, I feel good for helping a buddy discover his new favorite band, but think nothing more of it. That summer this dude have a falling out long story, but the TLDR is that he screwed me out of nearly 1000 and a bit later, I stopped seeing him around. After a while, a mutual friend tells me he's dropped out and moved away. The next summer, a friend of mine asks me if I want a ticket to see Real Big Fish that evening. His sister was supposed to go but is sick and can't. I say sure and tag along. We get there and it turns out the support band is Goldfinger, which is pretty cool. So we're standing there, having a beer in between bands and I clumsily knock some girl who is walking past drink out of her hand. I turn and apologize and offer to buy her a replacement. While we're waiting for the bar we get to talking and we're getting on pretty well. My and my friend end up hanging out with her and her sisters the whole night, having a great time, and I and this girl end up exchanging numbers. Cut forward again a couple of years. I and said girl have been together basically since that night. We're moving in together and it's going great. The night we move in together, we're sitting amongst all our boxes of shit, on the only seats that are unpacked and I say something like imagine if I hadn't taken friends offer to go to that RBF show that night. We'd never have met she's then like not only that. Imagine if you hadn't bumped into me and we hadn't got to talking. Our original plan that night was to leave after Goldfinger played as they were the only band we were bothered about seeing. I commented something about how I liked them or something. I forget what. And then I asked how she got into the band. I'm paraphrasing but the long and short of it was oh my sister got me into them. Her douchebag ex-boyfriend got her into them. They were long distances while she studied in the US. They used to go to shows together when he would visit. He's actually from around here I think. Yup. Same dude that I used to give rides to. Bonus butterfly effect my buddy who was with me at that show ended up marrying the sister in question last year. I will say that me and said girl are no longer together this was all quite a few years ago now. We remain very close friends to this day and were respectively best man and maid of honor at my friend or sister's wedding last year. She's married to a lovely lady from Scotland and has been for four or so years now. They've just adopted their first son. I've been married to my wife for nearly two years now, although you could even add that to the butterfly effect of it all, as it was the same girl that got me the job where I ended up meeting my wife. Life is ducking weird. So I think this story takes place in the summer of 2003, might have been 2004, not sure. But I think it was 2003. She was up in Cape Cod because her grandmother had a house out in East Ham. Her whole family is up there visiting. Her parents, some cousins, a bunch of people. One day she borrows her mom's minivan to drive into Boston to meet up with a friend. She's driving back late at night, and the road is pretty deserted. All of a sudden she sees some kind of animal up on the road ahead. She's not sure but she thinks it might be a wolf. She slams on the brakes. I am talking. Shit goes flying kind of slam on the brakes. It's scary and chaotic. And the wolf, or whatever it is, eventually runs off. She drives the rest of the way to her grandmother's house and tries to discreetly tell her dad what happened. 
but the oldsters in the room have cottoned on to the fact that a secret is being shared and they all want to know what happened. Eventually, the story comes out. My wife's grandmother, too. God love her, would go on to live to the age of 97, responded by saying, that's why women shouldn't drive at night. I found this response absolutely hilarious and for years I enjoyed referring to it at inappropriate times and circumstances. Anyway, everyone goes to bed and all seems well. Until the next day when my ex is driving the same van back out towards Boston. Now, Cape Cod is pretty much a one way on, one way off kind of an island. And I forgot to, mention but it's the end of a holiday weekend. I think it was the 4th of July. So traffic is crazy. Eventually, she is at a standstill on the main road for so long. She puts the van in the park to wait. And then when traffic moves again she can't get it back out of the park. Like, it just won't shift out of the park. No matter what she does, she turns the car off and back on. Nope, nothing. So now she has a car in murderously awful traffic, on a road that if memory serves only has two lanes, to begin with. And she can't move. She can't get out of the way. She's stuck and making already bad traffic much worse. She's by the side of the road and people are driving by screaming obscenities at her. And she's thinking, believe me, I would love to duck off right about now but this car is broken and I don't know what to do. So after what seems like forever, eventually, these two guys stop to help. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. It's a really weird problem and it's taking them a while. And the whole time, my ex is thinking, this one guy looks kind of familiar. Like, she keeps eyeing him, you know. Trying to figure out if she knows him. And if she does, where does she know him from? Now, at this point, I'll mention the answer to the car riddle, which the two guys sadly never figured out. It turns out, and I know how crazy this sounds, that the following had happened when she stopped short for the wolf. A coin somehow got lodged in the cigarette lighter. It eventually caused a short circuit. The circuit that blew was also connected to the gear shifter. So when the short happened, she was no longer able to shift insane. Back to the two guys. The one guy notices my ex noticing the other guy and trying to figure out why he seems familiar. And so finally he says, do you watch Alias? And that was when my ex realized that one of the guys who stopped to help her was Bradley Cooper. Unfortunately, selfies weren't the standard at the time that they are today. So she didn't think to include herself in the picture she took of the two guys. But she does have the picture of Bradley Cooper and his friend. The nice guys who stopped and tried to help her with her car trouble. And she didn't recognize him at all at the time, but much later she realized, from looking at the picture, that the other guy was Brian Callan. So, to review, some kind of animal was hanging out in a road on Cape Cod, one night. And as a result, my ex-wife met Bradley Cooper and Brian Callan. I met my husband through insane circumstances. I had left an ex who was sexually, physically, and mentally abusive. I had attempted suicide several times and was admitted to a psychiatric care unit there. I met a girl called Lucy, whose mother was from Greece. She and I became good friends and we made plans to go on a trip to Greece together and hit all the ancient spots. 
We got the help we needed and each left the care unit and even moved in together. We became more like sisters. We loved each other. Two months before our trip, I was meant to go collect some books that had arrived for us in our local bookstore but I'd had a shitty day at work and was exhausted. Lucy volunteered to go. As she left the shop, a car came onto the curb and hit her. She was killed instantly. They never caught the driver. Her mother encouraged me to take the trip anyway and asked could I take some of my friend's ashes to scatter into the ocean when I got to Greece. I agreed. As I was doing so in Athens, a man came up to me and asked me was okay. As I was crying, he was very nice and offered me a coffee in his cafe to help me calm down. That man was called Luca and he studied mythology and archaeology for fun. I study mythology for fun. I extended my trip by a month to stay with him. He let me stay in his apartment and insisted I stay as long as I needed. When I spoke to Lucy's mother, it turns out that she knew Luca's mother. They had gone to school together. We have been together for 10 years now, married 8, and have twin daughters. I was very little and singing a song completely with made up words. My mom asked what it was, and I said Evelynese my name is Evelyn. Then a year later I made up a fake country for that fake language Evelynese. Then I started making up some stories. Now it's a little over a decade later. I'm in high school, and I have a whole fictional world with three political superpowers that I won't name for personal reasons. But just know Evelynese has a better name now. This world has a very intricate map of ecosystems and soon, political borders of various eras, five distinct cultural and ethnic groups so far, and some unique flora and fauna. Former Evelynese specifically has 20 families of nobility, 237 common families, a religion, a specific type of domesticated big cat, the bones of a con long, two epics in the works the first being adapted from older stories I made up, and much more. I'm probably going to work on this until the day I die, all because toddler me wanted to throw some snark at my mom. So my story with a man named Marcus is full of these, but I'll try to keep this from getting way too long. We were in an open relationship since I was 16 2006 after I and my head swore I wasn't into him but finally agreed to a date. We both fell harder than expected, between him being married twice and several deployments. We always found our way back to each other and never lost contact for more than a few days out of 10 years. He was my person and I was his kryptonite. A little about him he had a love for fast bikes and really enjoyed his time on the Autobahn in Germany, as well as was part of a well-known bike club. Fast forward to December 2016. All in a day he is medically discharged from the military days earlier than expected. Signing his second set of divorce papers his idea bought a brand new bike to celebrate both, and, we were talking plans to finally be serious and committed to only each other. I am talking to him around 7pm, 9pm I get a text from his best friend of a news article of a bike crash, body of motorcyclist missing, one had I not agreed to one date, I would have never known a 10 year, love that altered the entire course of my life, two had he been discharged days later as planned. He would have not been on that bike, on that bridge that night where someone in an SUV felt he was going too fast and purposely cut him off, 
causing him to hit their rear bumper and be sent flying into a lake where he wasn't found for three weeks. Three had that person not cut him off. The cop that had already clocked him moments prior he was already in pursuit and pulled up right as the crash happened would have had the chance to pull him over and give him a ticket. And he would have made it home. And right now my head would be in his lap as he played Call of Duty instead of me sitting here alone two years later crying about it to strangers on Reddit. There are even more things that happened in between, but this is already too long. Thanks for reading. In 1999 I was in Navy Electronic Corps learning about radars. I had been in the Navy for about 6 months and this was my second consecutive school learning about electronics. I met a guy I'll call Espy. We became fast friends and 2 weeks later he failed the class we were in together. He confessed that he was just tired of all the studying and tests so I gave him my super detailed notes to study to help him on the next test. I actually tutored several people over beers and had taught a few classes when the teacher didn't know the subject that well. I was labeled a nerd by my peers and I was damn proud of it. Anyway, SB took my notes to the chief's review board and they were extremely impressed with the notes that he was taking and gave him a second chance. SB and I repeated this same process four more times the chief's review board kept giving him second chances because they believed he was truly putting in the work to be his best because of my notes. I graduate radar school and get orders to Yokosuka. Japan and before I leave to go to San Diego to get specialized training on the SPS 49 I gave SB all of my notes and tell him good luck. The son of a bitch passed and got orders to my ship working on another radar. We met up briefly in San Diego, hung out and when he left for Japan I told him to have an open tab at a bar waiting for me. His radar school specialty was shorter than mine so I met up with him three months later in Japan in March of 2000. We go out drinking. I get super drunk on two highs and when we get to the quarter deck he tells the officer of the deck he doesn't know me and just leaves me. My first day on the ship and I just passed out on the front door. Two months later, that officer of the deck is my section leader chief and it turns out he's the combat systems divisional chief and he got mad as hell when he found out SB and me were friends since school. I helped him get to the ship and he just up and abandoned me. Two years later, I should have let SB ducking fail. We stayed friends but our friendship was rocky at best. He dodged work as much as possible and no surprise was terrible as a technician. I was naive and helping a friend. Then 9-11 happened. In September 2001, Chancellorsville deployed with the Kitty Hawk Battle Group in support of Operation Enduring Freedom, operating in the theater for several months. Link. Ede. Org Wiki USS Chancellorsville I was on the Chancellorsville from 2000. 2003 and we never went to the Gulf. When 9-11 happened our ship was doing a wet dock and we had a huge hole cut in our ship to replace an engine part. The entire fleet left without us and we didn't go back to sea until at least November. It's a cowardly lie that CG-62 was in the Gulf and it's not just in Wiki, it's in some other Navy online mags. Anyway. 9-11 happened and a few days later Scrubsky dude had to carry a shave chit with him because he had this beard magic where he had to shave every 5 hours due to how quickly it grew came up to me and asked, 
me to sign a card. When the Pentagon got hit it killed his best friend from Navy schools. Apparently, I had roomed with Skrubsky and this kid for three weeks. I could not remember it for the life of me but I said I would sign the card since. That's the least I can do. Then he asked where Espy was at and I told him up in our radar shop. Ten minutes later I saw him red-faced and super angry and I asked him what was wrong and he said, that shitbag refused to sign the card. He swapped lids with my best friend and you know what he said. He said, I didn't know him and I don't care. I said, wait, what do you mean he swapped lives? Skrubsky said, shitbag failed every ducking class in radar school but for some ducking reason the chiefs kept giving him a pass. When it was time to pick orders he picked last and had to take orders to go to the Pentagon. However, because he is a green and brown blob neck tattoo he couldn't take the order so someone had to give up their orders. I said, are you shitting me? Your friend could have been here and shitbag won't sign a card for trading lives. For the next year and a half shitbag constantly reminded me in various ways that the better man died. When I was about 6-7 years old, I must have been on the Disney Channel when a commercial for the classic movie Follow Me Boys came in. It's a movie about Boy Scouts. The clip was only a few seconds long, but at that time, I was intrigued. I begged my mom to drive me to Blockbuster where I render the movie. Watched it at least four times. Decided to join Cub Scouts. When I was ready to become a Boy Scout, I decided to join one particular troop because one of the scouts in it was patient enough to listen to me regardless of my stutter. His name was Forrest. Forrest was my mentor through most of Boy Scouts in high school. He introduced me to the members of the photo club where one of the members was in the theater. I went with her to a couple of rehearsals and was so fascinated by tech that I wound up joining and committing three years of my life to theater tech. Finally, in my senior year, having made lifelong friends, three relationships through theater, won two awards for theater accomplishment. I made Madge Eagle Scout rank. My grades weren't the best, and if it weren't for that Eagle Scout rank, I may not have gotten into the college of my choice. Having a passion for theater tech, I chose to study new media, where I have since come to college, fallen in love twice, and found one of the best jobs I may ever have all from seeing a clip on the Disney Channel was 18 at my first year of highly prestigious military university i loved it i thrived there i was at the top of my game i knew what i wanted to do how to get it and i was doing it we were at the o course and we were doing rappelling i was making my way down the wall when my leg got caught up in the rope i flipped and my brake hand couldn't react in time my belayer dude who was supposed to be watching the rappeler and can pull the rope taut arresting your descent was not looking at the rope. He was looking at the trees the bees and the birds. Nature there wasn't as beautiful, but he was not watching me. I fell around 12 feet onto the side of my head and my shoulder completely messed my body up for a significant period of time and even now I can't lift my right arm all the way above my head. My life changed in one two of a second. Went home depressed. Ate MCDCKS every day. Got fat. Played video games. Did nothing with my life. Just felt sorry for myself. Ended up getting a degree online. Decided I liked learning. Got a master's. Eventually moved to Asia. Now I work no more than 4 hours a day. 
My three bedrooms, two bathrooms on the beach is $220 a month in rent. I just ride my motorcycle and drink 50 cent beers every day motorcycle before the beers. Don't worry. I am very happy, but I am also still fat lol. Been switching from fat and nasty drinks which I had been hooked on to good old coconut water which I can find right outside my door. So far so good. My and my girlfriend were on a road trip around the west coast, and we had planned to spend a night in Las Vegas, go to Zion the following day, do some hiking there and return for another night in Las Vegas. When we woke up to prepare for the Zion trip, the coffee machine broke down in our hotel and we couldn't get our morning coffee. So we decided to go to a nearby McDonald's and get some coffee to go. When we got there, however, they informed us that they had run out of milk. Which made us a bit angry, but there was supposed to be another McDonald's around the corner. According to our GPS, we arrived at the second MCD just to find out it has been permanently closed. At this point, getting a milk coffee from McDonald's has become our quest. We weren't leaving Las Vegas without it. The third McDonald's we tried to find only existed on the map. Not sure if it was recently closed or never existed in the first place. All nervous, we arrived at the fourth and final McDonald's. We agreed that if they don't get the coffee there, we'll stop wasting time going to Zion. To our biggest surprise, they had the coffee and milk. So we ordered and took the coffees to our car, only to find out that we were served the wrong order. After they replaced the order, we laughed all this situation off and went to Zion. We returned to Las Vegas late in the evening, just before 10 p.m. We started preparing to go out, as we had planned to check out the Harvest Country Music Festival that was happening on the Strip. We knew it was already late. But we thought we'd go anyway. We turned on the TV just before leaving and all over the news they were talking about some shooting in Las Vegas. We decided that it had happened sometime before and went out. We were stopped at our hotel exit by a policeman telling us to remain in our room. We had wasted at least an hour in the morning trying to get a coffee. If this wouldn't have happened, we would have made it to the festival in time. 58 people were shot dead that night at that festival. If not for McDonald's, it could have been 60. When I was in primary school, everyone in the class had to write the address of the secondary school they wanted to go to after graduation. There was a briefing of this in class and I didn't listen to a word the teacher said, so I wrote down my home address which was further away from where the school was. So, while most of my school agreed to go to secondary school A which is near to the primary school, I was assigned to go to secondary school B which is on the opposite side of town much further from school A and my home. My dad tried to get me reassigned back to school A where everyone I knew was going to. But the school was somehow already full and I couldn't get in. So the only alternative other than going to school B on the other side of town I got into school C which is nearer to home. Interesting note I was a timid, reclusive child in primary school, never really had close friends, and was often picked on and bullied. So in the new school with new faces, I wanted to make a change for myself and decided to be perfect for the discipline and boost in self-confidence. I became one of the only two prefects to stay one for all five years of secondary school the other was the head prefect. Also, school C was the only school in the district to offer engineering drawing as an elective, so I took the class based on the fact I was good in English and maths, and 
That paved the way to my current career as a civil engineer. My engineering classmates were also much better to interact with than my primary classmates and the childhood bullies. They were loads of fun and stupid and they helped me develop my sense of humor, wit, and self-confidence. I can only imagine if I didn't screw up with my school address. I would still be under the mercy of being bullied and restrained by my self-doubt and crippling anxiety throughout my secondary school life. The environment wouldn't change my outlook and I might have stayed reclusive until I graduate secondary school without any career in mind to take. So overall, I am pretty glad to admit that that one mistake was the only one I didn't regret making. In elementary school, this dumber kid insults get justified I promise tried hanging around me. I was everyone's friend back then, but oh boy was this kid annoying, lying, saying my name wrong throwing a fit in class every day, making the teachers force us to include him, etc. I got him off, my back saying something dumb like I have a secret strike system where if you mess up I give you a strike. You're on two and I don't want you to see what happens when it hits three. Sorry man, it made zero sense and I came up with it on the spot but it worked after he begged me for a while. Fast forward to almost adulthood. He works the same job as my little stepsister. He forces his hand down her pants. She calls me crying about it. I found his snap Instagram. Added him on both. Called him right up. He admits to knowing my sister. Then says they were on a date. Then backtracks to never doing anything. Then goes to her coming onto him. And I got to say something like alright. I've heard enough man. Strike 3. You remember what that means. Right. He went silent and hung up blocking me on everything maybe the butterfly is that the lack of friends made him a horrible person but we're adults and that doesn't matter pulled up to his next shift like wasa in high school i wanted to take french classes but my parents told me to take spanish because i would use it more i took all levels of spanish in high school aced the spanish test for college and got put in the same class as my current boyfriend of nearly two and a half years another butterfly effect that adds to the previous thing my older brother came home on spring break from college and asked if i would like to play dungeons dragons i obliged loved it and played it more in college it helped me get out of my shell meet the awesome people that are now like family and helped me get to know my current boyfriend hold on it gets crazier bear with me lol i had a friend from high school let's call him d d hung out with me and we played halo but I needed to go over to my brother's apartment to use his washer free washers are better than two ones in college. My brother was busy at the time, so we left to go to D's dorm and play Pokemon Monopoly with him and his friends. When Pokemon Monopoly ended, I started up a game of DD and my current BF who was a stranger at the time brought out his mat so I could use it to DM. D and I aren't friends now he turned into a nice guy after I started dating but it's crazy how all of these coincidences happened. If I hadn't listened to my parents, played DD, or hung out with a former friend, I wouldn't know my current boyfriend existed. It's crazy to think how some really specific events the certain day we hung out or me playing DD with my brother led me to such an amazing person. It's weird because, in the Spanish class, we would never talk. 
But we saw each other every weekday. We spoke to each other first when I played DD with him. And then we talked more. To add to this, he introduced me to LARPing and Antgard. So if it weren't for all the previous things I wouldn't have been able to meet the huge circle of people I know now including the guy who got us together. Ha ha. So yeah, huge and oddly, specific butterfly effect for this 1P. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video, also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.